When I'm having a good hair day, that's when I'm my best self. I feel good. I look great. And I will say, painting sulfate-free rose water collection is a part of that. The Rose Water Collection. It feels and smells amazing and comes with a deep treatment that leaves your hair petal soft. It was inspired by Ramadan traditions when many in the Middle East break the fast with rose water because of its hydrating benefits. And the collection is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oil. So experience something new and discover what's good with the Pantene Nutrient Blends Collection. Hi, everyone. I'm Brooke Burke. I'm Megan King Edmonds. And I'm sex and intimacy coach Leela DeVille. And we have a podcast called Intimate Knowledge. That's what this show is about. Sex. 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 But it's so much more than that. It's about the ups and downs in your relationship, your sex life. It's about overcoming heartbreak and infidelity. It's about understanding intimacy and what makes you happy. And it's about everything you want to know, but you might be too embarrassed to ask. We're giving you intimate knowledge. Listen to Intimate Knowledge on iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find us. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey there, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Molly. Molly, uh, I made a mistake this morning with my breakfast choices. I decided to give in to craving I had for greasy biscuits and breakfast meat. And I bought some really low quality breakfast food at a nearby, um, eatery. And I do not feel fantastic. Mmm. Food craving backfired on you. Backfired big time. See, I had the opposite experience this morning. I craved some waffles. Mm. I had the waffles. They were delicious. Oh, well, good for you, Molly. But I think the reason that we were both, I don't know, maybe very, uh, obsessed with our food cravings this morning is that that's our topic today. Yeah. I mean, like, it was you know, just on our mind. I was thinking about the kinds of foods I crave the most. Yeah. And so I was definitely, I've been thinking about icing a lot lately and thinking about food cravings because I, I like icing. Ooh, cake icing? Yeah. I'm more of a savory person. Really? Say, which, which is actually sort of strange because, um, most women crave, uh, sweet foods, at least women in North America, whereas, uh, most men crave the savory side of things. So maybe I've, uh, I don't know. I don't know what that says about you. <laughs> um, as a female, you're much more likely to have any food craving at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically 100% of women have had a food craving at some point. Right. Whereas um, a study from Monell Chemical Census Center at the University of Pennsylvania found that only 70% of men experience food cravings. Now, I feel that food cravings are something that, you know, our moms do tell us about, contrary mm-hmm. to most of our topics. You know, I feel like my mom always said... You know, there are going to be certain times of the month when you're just going to need more chocolate Mm -hmm. than other times. And so, you know, around certain times of the month, I might find myself at the grocery store with like six tubs of ice cream. (laughs) I feel like it just happens to women because of what, Kristen? Hormones. Hormones. Everything. It's hormones. Um, Well, the thing that I hear about the most, and I think it's not that uncommon to ask your mom what she craved when she was pregnant with you. I think that my mom craved uh, jalapenos, which is weird because I don't really have much of a spicy palate. Apparently, my mom ate entire boxes of donuts in one sitting. Mm, I could do that now. And it makes sense that uh, women have these really bizarre cravings when they're pregnant because that's the time when female hormones are really kicked into overdrive. It's a roller coaster of hormones. It is a roller coaster. And while we usually hear about things like 
jalapenos, nachos, boxes of donuts being eaten. Um, a lot of pregnant women actually go for more simple things. Uh, there's a condition called pica that a lot of pregnant women experience. And pica is a physiological eating disorder characterized by the desire to eat non-food items such as ice and dirt and clay. And a study of pregnant women experiencing pica found that about half of them ate ate ice, which is called um, pagophagia. And the other 15% said that they ate some form of dirt, clay, or cornstarch, which is called geophagia. Right. And I guess there's this theory that the reason women might be inclined to eat some of these things is because of iron deficiency Mm -hmm. and they can get iron from soils, basically. Um, Other researchers think it might be more about textures, but, you know, pregnant women have all sorts of weird cravings. Their senses change. And basically what I've heard is that people think it might be because uh, the the fetus is basically guiding them towards what the body needs. Mm -hmm. But Molly, that actually contradicts what most scientists have now concluded about food cravings, that it's we don't crave foods that our bodies need. We don't crave food for nutrition. It's purely pleasure-driven. So my body doesn't crave waffles because it needs waffles now. No, nor does your body need icing, Molly. <laughs> um, food cravings are driven by our hedonic or pleasurable aspects of eating. It's a completely different thing from actual hunger. When you're hungry, your body is telling you that you need to eat food for nutritional value and to, you know, keep your body running. But when you experience food craving, it's purely driven by your mind. Right. So since women are more likely to experience these food cravings, let's talk about the difference between hunger and food cravings. So that way, maybe we know when to uh, tell our bodies to stop craving icing. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, when you get hungry, what basically what happens in your body is that your blood sugar and insulin levels drop once you've digested all of your food. And then your body releases a hormone called ghrelin, which then signals the hypothalamus in the brain to release yet another hormone called neuropeptide Y. And neuropeptide Y simulates your appetite, makes you want to eat. Um, and so you start eating, you know, you're eating your food and then all of a sudden you start feeling full and you want to put your fork down. The reason why you feel full is because your fat cells, once they can tell that you've eaten enough food and satisfied your, your body's needs, your fat cells release a hormone called leptin. And then leptin triggers yet one more hormone called proprio-melanocortin that suppresses the appetite. And when all these appetite suppressants and hormones are running through the body, the brain is also monitoring things like our insulin level, our blood sugar level. So that's when um, all our levels sort of stabilize. That's how you know you're full. It can take a little while, mm-hmm. but that's hunger. But from what I understand, Kristen, there's no one hormone that's just going to make you crave food. Right. Food cravings is a pretty complex um, mental process that is actually the same brain activity that happens um, when you take drugs. Really? Yeah. So icing is sort of like crack. Kind of like it, Molly. Um, it's all based on your dopamine reward system. 
And that's the um, release of hormones in your brain that just give you those pure senses of pleasure. It's associated with things like sex, compulsive gambling, and like I said, you know, uh, drug activity. Although all those things aren't necessarily healthy, just like food cravings. <laughs> um, and the other thing that's going on in your brain, as I understand, is that the hippocampus, every time you're having these intense feelings of reward and mm-hmm. wonderfulness, the hippocampus is helping you like take a mental memory of it. Right. So you remember how awesome cupcakes are. Right. So you're building all of these positive associations with, you know, how, how good that chocolate made you feel after a long day at work. And also while that's going on, a part of your brain called the insula is monitoring um, your emotions based on your physical state. So you are, you know, you're eating this chocolate, you're feeling good, and the insula is recognizing that as well. And then once all that is happening and, and, uh, and your brain's recognizing, you know, that you're, you're feeling pretty good, the caudate nucleus then triggers that dopamine reward system for the feelings of, um, uh, satisfaction that we get from food cravings that is then probably followed by immense guilt. Like I had about eating a lot of breakfast meat this morning. And I never have guilt about icing, but the thing I do know, if I know one thing about drugs is that they're addictive. And so, you need more and more things eventually to start getting your fix, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, if you start craving chocolate and you just have a bite of it, that's never going to be enough. And that cycle can play a big role in um, creating patterns such as stress eating. You know, if you have a bad day at work, you immediately just want to go out and eat an entire box of donuts, okay? That's because our emotional state um, normally has a greater impact on cravings than hunger. Gotcha. But I want cupcakes when I'm sad, when I'm happy. I want them all the time, Kristen. But why do I want them? Was I born with a love of cupcakes? You were. Well, (laughs) you were born with a love of cupcakes in a way, Molly, because babies um, are born with a preference for sweet tastes. Um, Scientists think that this innate food craving and desire that really spans all cultures, um, Everywhere across the globe, people experience food cravings, and they think that it is because we develop um, this desire for high-calorie nutrition in the womb because the, the what we eat in the womb is energy-dense. And you can start to figure out different tastes while you're in the womb. Like about the second trimester, that's when you start saying, oh, mom had garlic or, mm-hmm. oh, mom had donuts like my mom did. Right, and there was a study that found that if a mother recently ate garlic, for instance, um, while she was nursing, the baby actually drank the breast milk over longer periods of time as though they were trying to figure out what that new flavor was. So even when we're in really, when we're very young, we're trying to detect new, um, new flavors that we, that we like. And then as if our moms didn't warp us enough in the womb and when they were nursing, the rest of our food cravings basically come from like happy memories of our childhood. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, I must have had some great day once upon a time where I got cupcakes. And as a result, I associate them with comfort and good times. Absolutely. And that link between emotions, memory, and food explains why you only crave foods that you've had before. I will never crave your mom's macaroni and cheese because I've never had it. Have you had Kraft macaroni and cheese? Because then you have. (laughs) Uh, so if we, if we want all these energy dense foods, but at the same time, we're trying to watch our weight, you know, I mean, our body is really, our body and brain are working 
against us. Right. And this comes back to sort of why food cravings can be such a huge problem for women is because if you've ever had a diet, then you probably have found yourself trying to stave off your cravings. Mm -hmm. You've got to figure out how to manage your cravings to have a good diet, right? Right. Psychologists and nutritionists advise um, against going cold turkey with your cravings. If I've got, you know, if you've got a chocolate fix, Molly, and you are trying to cut down the pounds, you can't just get rid of all the chocolate because at some point you're just going to give in and you're going to eat way more than you should have. And it's always going to be on your mind. You're going to snap. Mm-hmm. Instead, you should just give in on occasion. And um, the key is limiting the frequency. There was a six-month study on weight loss, and the participants who were actually able to lose the most weight didn't resist all of their food cravings, but rather gave in every now and then. And they were the ones who were able to keep up with that weight loss um, the most successfully. Yeah, and another study I found really encouraging for my sweet tooth is that found basically Spanish women eat more chocolate than American women just like on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they have much, many fewer cravings for it basically because, you know, it's part of their diet. Right. It's not some special thing that you associate with, you know, good times. It's just, oh, it's like chocolate. eating rice for me. Yeah, it's just, just it's eating just some more there. brown rice. But I will say one thing that, you know, if you're ever in a relationship and you're trying to sort of um, maybe have a little weight loss competition, mm-hmm. male to female, uh-huh. it is going to trip you up much more than it's going to trip up males. Right. That's because men have um, fewer food cravings, right? Like we said at the beginning, um, only 70% of men really have any food cravings at all. Well, they have fewer food cravings, but in a pretty interesting study that was just published in Time magazine... Not only do they have fewer food cravings, but if they do have a food craving, they can turn it off much easier than women can. Mm -hmm. Uh, In this study, men and women were both asked to fast, and they were both taught this um, mechanism of cognitive suppression to uh, deal with food cravings. Mm -hmm. And then while they were very hungry, they interviewed both the men and the women on their favorite foods. And so let's say that they interviewed me, and they're like, oh, you know, I really like cupcakes. So after my fasting, they hooked me up to some brain scanners. They put a cupcake in front of me. Uh And they said, we baked this fresh. I bet you're hungry. You've been fasting. So hungry. And they're like, we used the best cream cheese icing on this cupcake. It's red velvet, which happens to be a particular favorite of mine. And then they watched my brain. And Did did they let you eat it? No, they don't. They just watch your brain. That is an evil study. That's why studies are awful. Um, but so my brain is firing, like I'm trying to use the methods they taught me to suppress my food craving. Mm-hmm. And even though I might've tricked myself into saying, oh, I'm not hungry. I don't want that cupcake. My brain is telling a different story. Whereas we're, we're men's brains. Oh, men's brains just went dormant, which may just say something about men, but, um, no, they were able to use their methods to be like, I don't want that, even though it's my favorite thing ever. So it seems like for women, food cravings are just something that it's, it's just a fact of life. We just got to deal with one it. of those things. So instead of trying to, you know, get rid of our food cravings, it's all about management. So maybe things like keeping cupcakes out of the house or avoiding, you know, certain restaurants, you know, that, uh, wait, serve wait, gravy, that serve gravy, right? Cause things like sight, smell, time of day, all of that can trigger these food cravings that we need to be aware of. So frankly, I found this podcast pretty encouraging because it means I can still eat cupcakes. 
Yeah, and now uh, all that talk about red velvet cupcakes. I kind of want one. Craving one? Yeah, let's, I think let's get out of here and go eat cupcakes. So while we're out grabbing a cupcake, why don't you head on over and read the article on food cravings at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? So here's something that some of you might find shocking. 95% of women don't feel good about their hair. But Pantene is changing that. Pantene's Rosewater Collection combats bad hair days with an innovative formula that uses rosewater derived from the petals and buds of the Rosa Gallica plant. With Pantene's Rosewater Collection, I can really feel how much more hydrated my hair is. And it's sulfate, paraben, dye, and mineral oil-free, which makes me feel good because who needs all those additives? Experience something new and discover what's good with the Pantene Nutrient Blends Collection. This episode is brought to you by NBC's Good Girls. The new season of NBC's Good Girls is generating serious buzz. Christina Hendricks, Retta, and Mae Whitman are hilarious as America's favorite moms turned criminals. This show is the perfect blend of comedy, action, and romance. No wonder critics call Good Girls your next TV addiction. And Rotten Tomatoes rates it 100% fresh. Ooh, Good Girls, Sundays on NBC. The new season has already had some wild twists, so watch live. And stream anytime.